Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Good morning! Welcome to everyone to worship today, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. We want our visitors and guests to know that we practice open communion. We invite all baptized Christians to receive the Lord's Supper with us today. Our ice cream social is coming up on Sunday, August 21st from 11, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. after worship. In order to make it a success, we need donations for food and drinks. There are sign-up sheets on the back table um, here in the sanctuary. If you would be willing to provide anything, please feel free to sign up and thank you for, in advance for your generosity. We will also be having a planning meeting on Sunday, July 31st, after the worship service, and we are in need of a chair for the planning committee. If you are interested, please feel free to let me know. The women of Salem Lutheran Church in West Alexandria are having their summer splash on Thursday, July 14th at 6.30 p.m. Please let Ruth Ann Oldfather know if you are interested in going. Our next fellowship dinner will be on Wednesday, July 20th at 6.30 p.m. at Bennett's in Miamisburg. Please feel free to sign up on the bulletin board in the fellowship hall if you would like to go. Tickets are still available for the chicken and pork chop barbecue, which will be on Sunday, August 7th, following the community worship service at the firehouse, and the worship service will be at 10 o'clock. Please feel free to purchase your tickets if you have not had a chance to do so already. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
Christ proclaim till all the world adore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The scriptures tell us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for us, and for his sake forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Lord God, our defender, storms rage about us and cause us to be afraid. Rescue your people from despair, deliver your sons and daughters from fear, and preserve us all from unbelief. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we continue with the readings. First reading is from the 12th chapter of Zechariah, verses 7 through 10, found on page 1484. The Lord will save the dwellings of Judith first, so that the honor of the house of David and of Jerusalem's inhabitants may not be greater than that of Judah. On that day, the Lord will shield those who live in Jerusalem, Jerusalem so that the feeblest among them will be like David, and the house of David will be like God like the angel of the Lord going before them. On, on that day, I will set out to destroy all the nations and that attack Jerusalem. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me. One day, the one they have pierced, they, and they will mourn him as one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for his firstborn son. The second reading is from the third chapter of Galatians, 23rd verse to the 29th, 1813 in your Bible. Before this faith came, we were held prisoners by the law, locked up until faith showed, should be revealed. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. Now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. You are the sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and the heirs according to the promise. Your injuries.
Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter, beginning at the 18th verse. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, The Christ of God. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. And he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law. And he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, Grace and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is everywhere. Well, yes, we know that already. We know Jesus is everywhere because he is God, but that's not what we mean at the moment. Instead, if we think about it, Jesus is more a part of our culture than we realize. Pictures, images, and statues of Jesus can show up in the most unexpected places, whether it's in a cartoon, an ad, or even a song. Jesus is even frequently invoked to justify various opinions or causes. But what all these do is cause confusion about who Jesus really is. Different images of Jesus show him in different ways, but few of them show, really show who Jesus is. So who is Jesus? The answer is probably easier than we, than we imagine. Jesus is Jesus. That's all we, we can really say. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the one who came to show us all God's love by healing the sick, raising the dead, and helping people in every kind of need. He is the one who came to tell everyone that God is free and fully accessible to all people. Most importantly, he is also the one who came to suffer and die to save us from the power of sin and death, to die as a sacrifice for all our sins, past, present, and future. Jesus' suffering had even been predicted long before by the prophet Zechariah, whose words we hear in today's first reading, which Ronnie read for us just a few moments ago. In verse 10, it says, They will look on me, the one they have pierced. As Zechariah also prophesies, God even promises victory through Jesus' suffering and death, as all the enemies which come against us, especially sin, death, and the devil, and all the powers of temptation, are destroyed by Jesus rising again from the dead. But Jesus is more than a historical figure who just did things in the past. He is a real person, someone who is still here with us today, he is our king, but he is still here, close to us. 
just as he was when he was on earth, he is freely and fully accessible to everyone, especially to you. As many of us have experienced this week, he answers prayer for everyone who needs any kind of healing and hears and answers prayers of everyone who asks him for help. He is our best friend, your best friend, someone you can go to at any time, who you know always has your back, supports you, cares for you, and loves you. He is someone who, no matter how close you may feel to him or you may not feel to him, always keeps close to you. He will never let you down or disappoint you, but will always do what he promises for you. But here's what each of us can be thinking about this morning. Maybe something we don't think about all that often. What does Jesus mean to you? When you think of Jesus, who is he to you? Not just what has he done for you, but what kind of relationship do you have with him? How important is he to you? What does it mean to, for you to follow Jesus? And this is actually something for which, for each of us here today, there, no, there may not be a single unified answer. Jesus means different things to each of us because each of us have had different experiences with Jesus. Jesus has helped us and spoken to us in many different ways. But if we were to ask each other and ask other people who Jesus is and what he means, every answer we give or other people give is perfectly valid. <clears throat> no one answer is more correct or incorrect than the other. Because Jesus helps us in many different ways, ways that he has been able to help, uh, to help us best at any given time. But all of these experiences we have had with Jesus have one thing in common. They are meant to bring us to where he wants us to be. As we talked about last week, being crucified with Jesus means letting who we used to be, especially everything that has been harmful to us, die and a new and better self replace who we used to be. It means letting go of all of our old habits, thought patterns, actions, reactions, and instincts, and letting Jesus replace them with a new way of being. This is what it means to deny ourselves, to let go of who we are, especially what is not where God wants us to be, and allow God to change us. Here, we have to be clear, though. This does not mean that everyone is expected to end up becoming the exact same way, nor are we to expect to end up exactly like any other particular Christians we know. God does not make a cookie-cutter mold, and neither does he expect a cookie-cutter pattern. The outcome of where Jesus is leading each of us and how he is changing us is different and unique for each of us. We certainly are not to assume that everyone is going to have the, same, the exact same behavior and lifestyle as a result of believing in Jesus, 
nor are we to impose a certain kind of way of being on each other or on everyone else. Instead, following Jesus means freedom. Giving ourselves the freedom to be transformed by Jesus. With whatever happens being between us individually and him, and letting others be transformed by Jesus, becoming themselves, and who Jesus is helping them to become. It also means freedom from having to think that following Jesus means living according to a certain set of rules or laws. As Paul points out in today's second reading from Galatians, now that Jesus has come, we are free from having to think that by living that living by a law code, especially to prove that we are good people or good enough people. Instead, it means being free to be ourselves, who God has helped us to become, and allowing others the freedom to be themselves and who God has made them. However, this does not mean that following Jesus is always easy. Following Jesus is a life of becoming as well as being. As we become who we are meant to be, there is often a lot of struggle involved. Every day, we are involved in the struggle, which is why Jesus encourages us to take up our cross and be changed and transformed daily. Now, I'm going to give a little bit of a personal full disclosure here. I'm a bit of a pack rat. I hate throwing things away. I confess that I have piles of papers dating back quite a few years that I, I really don't have any idea why I'm still hanging on to those papers. I don't like to get rid of anything. Can anybody relate? Don't be shy. A couple of you. You are my kind of people. So, it's very hard to get rid of things. It's very hard, um, and, and I imagine that probably for many of us, one of the hardest things is the time of year or time of the month, whatever it may be, when we have to clean out a closet or organize a room. Anyone had to do that recently? Excellent, you are brave souls. This is really the best example of what we're talking about here. Our struggle is to try to figure out what to keep and what to throw away, to try to figure out what we don't need or what we need. And a lot of the times, the things that we need, guess what? We don't need them. It's okay to throw them away. We, are tr we try to figure out what's just taking up space or what we can actually use. And that's what following Jesus means throwing away what we don't need anymore, what's just been taking up space in our lives, something we may think is useful or even enjoyable for us, but has been keeping us from moving forward. The struggle might even involve pain, since some of the things we have held on tightly to for so long, things we have thought were important for us, are painful to let go of, but they are necessary to let go of. Sometimes, following Jesus may even mean following him to places we don't expect, 
or maybe even in directions we may not have wanted to go in the first place. But when we get there, we find that where Jesus has led us has turned out to be the best thing we've needed. Even though we can't see the end of where Jesus is leading us, we can still trust that what we are becoming is who we are meant to be. But it means having a great amount of trust, something which itself can be a challenge. We want to be completely in control, to be able to make all our decisions entirely on our own, and to have everything planned out down to the last detail. But following Jesus means surrendering any desire to be in control and surrendering any desire to plan out everything ourselves. Instead, it means letting Jesus take charge and determine our direction. It does not mean that where we end up will be the same as where someone else we know has ended up or will end up, but instead, where Jesus knows we are to be. And when we trust and follow Jesus, where we are or where we end up will often be more wonderful than we could ever hope for. Jesus himself, after suffering and dying, rose again in victory. If we continue to follow Jesus and trust where he is leading us, we too will end up in victory. Even though not all the problems we face in this life will be completely overcome, we still have the promise that ultimately we will live with Jesus forever. We are also to support and encourage each other as we struggle and pray for each other to be able to follow where Jesus leads. And as we each follow Jesus in our own way, let us continue, especially this coming week, to be changed by him. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
Now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Bless our church leaders and guide them as they make decisions and work together. 
Bless our pastor as he delivers your word to us. Ignite in us a renewal of faith that brings us together to worship you and strengthen your church. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, at peace. We live in a country that feels more divided and divisive with each passing day. Help us to put aside our own opinions and feelings to be of service to others. In moments of victory, help us to remember your call to us to love one another as you love us. In moments of defeat, help us to remember that you still reign and that you alone are God. Help us to remember your higher calling for us to be agents of forgiveness and reconciliation, love and peace, and most of all, compassion in a world that can be dark with fear, anger, and selfishness. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we receive the offering. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you.
tell you, Terry, that we should at all times and at all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection open to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. This is the Lord's table, to which he invites all who believe and are baptized, to come and feast on his body and blood. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come, for all is ready.
most can use what it is. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in His grace. Amen.
To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always. Thank you.